This is Holden Karnofsky doing an amateur read-through of my blog post, High-Level Hopes for AI Alignment. In previous pieces, I argued that there's a real and large risk of AI systems aiming to defeat all of humanity combined and succeeding. I first argued that this sort of catastrophe would be likely without specific countermeasures to prevent it. I then argued that countermeasures could be challenging due to some key difficulties of AI safety research. But while I think misalignment risk is serious and presents major challenges, I don't agree with sentiments along the lines of, we haven't figured out how to align an AI, so if transformative AI comes soon, we're doomed. Here, I'm going to talk about some of my high-level hopes for how we might end up avoiding this risk. I'll first recap the challenge, using the young business person analogy to give a sense of some of the core difficulties. In a nutshell, once AI systems get capable enough, it could be hard to test whether they're safe, because they might be able to deceive and manipulate us into getting the wrong read. Thus, trying to determine whether AI systems are safe might be something like being an eight-year-old trying to decide between adult job candidates, some of whom are manipulative. I'll then go through what I see as three key possibilities for navigating this situation. Digital neuroscience. Perhaps we'll be able to read and or even rewrite the digital brains of AI systems so that we can know and change what they're aiming to do directly, rather than having to infer it from their behavior. The analogy would be that perhaps the eight-year-old is a mind reader or even a young Professor X. Another hope is limited AI. Perhaps we can make AI systems safe by making them limited in various ways, such as by leaving certain kinds of information out of their training, designing them to be myopic, which means focused on short-run as opposed to long-run goals, or something along those lines. Maybe we can make limited AI that is nonetheless able to carry out particular helpful tasks such as doing lots more research on how to achieve safety without the limitations. In the analogy, perhaps the eight-year-old can limit the authority or knowledge of their hire and still get the company run successfully. Third hope is AI checks and balances. Perhaps we'll be able to employ some AI systems to critique, supervise, and even rewrite others. Even if no single AI system would be safe on its own, the right checks and balances setup could ensure that human interests win out. In the analogy, perhaps the eight-year-old is able to get the job candidates to evaluate and critique each other, such that all the eight-year-old needs to do is verify basic factual claims to know who the best candidate is. These are some of the main categories of hopes that are pretty easy to picture today. Further work on AI safety research might result in further ideas, and the above are not exhaustive. I have a more detailed piece that's to the alignment forum rather than cold takes, which has more. I'll talk about both challenges and reasons for hope in this piece. I think that for the most part, the hopes look much better if AI projects are moving cautiously rather than racing furiously. I don't think we're at the point of having much sense of how the challenges and hopes net out. The best I can do at this point is to say, I don't currently have much sympathy for someone who's highly confident that AI takeover would or would not happen. That is, for anyone who thinks the odds of AI takeover in this nearcast are under 10% or over 90%. Next section, the challenge. In previous pieces, I argued that, first, the coming decades could see the development of AI systems that could automate and dramatically speed up scientific and technological advancement, getting us more quickly than most people imagine to a deeply unfamiliar future. There's more at my blog post series, The Most Important Century. Second, if we develop this sort of AI via ambitious use of the black box trial and error common in AI development today, then there's a substantial risk that these AIs will develop unintended aims, which is states of the world they make calculations and plans toward as a chess-playing AI aims for checkmate, 
that these AIs will deceive, manipulate, and overpower humans as needed to achieve those aims, and that eventually this could reach the point where AIs take over the world from humans entirely. Furthermore, people today are doing AI safety research to prevent this outcome, but such research has a number of deep difficulties. And this is from a previous piece, but I'll recap it really quickly. Uh, the Lance Armstrong problem is the question of whether we got the AI to be actually safe or good at hiding its dangerous actions, because when you're dealing with an intelligent agent, it's hard to tell the difference between behaving well and appearing to behave well. That's named after Lance Armstrong, who was very successful while professional cycling was cracking down on performance-enhancing drugs, but it turned out that he hadn't seemed to be using drugs just because his way of using drugs was unusually sophisticated. Then there's the King Lear problem. The key question is, the AI is well-behaved when humans are in control. Will this transfer to when AIs are in control? And that is based on the idea of King Lear, a Shakespearean character, who tried to decide how much power to give each of his daughters before abdicating the throne. He made the wrong choice and found out as soon as they had power. Then there's the lab mice problem, which is that today's subhuman AIs are safe, but what about future AIs with more human-like abilities? So in some ways, AI safety research is like trying to study medicine in humans by experimenting only on lab mice. And then there's the first contact problem, which is even if tomorrow's human-like AIs are safe, how will things go when AIs have capabilities far beyond humans? And that's, uh, in that sense, AI safety research could be like trying to plan for first contact with extraterrestrials, which barely feels like an analogy. The analogy that brings all these together is Ajay Kotra's young business person analogy. So it goes like this. Imagine you are an eight-year-old whose parents left you a $1 trillion company and no trusted adult to serve as your guide to the world. You must hire a smart adult to run your company as CEO handle your life the way that a parent would, so decide your school, where you'll live, when you need to go to the dentist, and administer your vast wealth, like deciding where you'll invest your money. You have to hire these grown-ups based on a work trial or interview you come up with. You don't get to see any resumes, you don't get to do reference checks, etc. Because you're so rich, tons of people apply for all sorts of reasons. So, and this is recapping the challenge before I get to some possible solutions, if your applicants are a mix of saints, which is people who genuinely want to help, sycophants, people who just want to make you happy in the short run, even when this is to your long-term detriment, and schemers, people who want to siphon off your wealth and power for themselves, how do you, an eight-year-old, tell the difference? Next section, digital neuroscience. I previously argued that it could be inherently difficult to measure whether AI systems are safe for reasons such as AI systems that are not deceptive probably look like AI systems that are so good at deception they hide all evidence of it. In any way, we can easily measure unless we can read their minds. Currently, today's leading AI research is in the genre of black box trial and error. An AI tries a task, it gets encouragement or discouragement based on whether it does the task well, it tweaks the wiring of its digital brain to improve next time and improves the task, but we humans aren't able to make much sense of its digital brain or say much about its thought process. And I have a, a little bit of more explainer on what I mean by black box trial and error that I will not go through here. It's expandable box. Now, some AI research is exploring how to change this, how to decode an AI system's digital brain. This research is in relatively early stages. Today, it can decode only parts of AI systems or fully decode very small, deliberately simplified AI systems. As AI advances, it might get harder to decode AI systems or easier if we can start to use AI for help decoding AI and or change AI design techniques such that AI systems are less black boxy. I think there's a very wide range of possibilities here. A few possibilities for digital neuroscience. One possibility is failure. 
Digital brains keep getting bigger, more complex, and harder to make sense of, and so digital neuroscience generally stays about as hard to learn from as human neuroscience. In this world, we wouldn't have anything like lie detection for AI systems engaged in deceptive behavior. But another possibility is basic mind reading. We're able to get a handle on things like whether an AI system is behaving deceptively, like whether it has internal representations of beliefs about the world that contradict its statements, and whether an AI system is aiming to accomplish some strange goal we didn't intend it to. And I linked to previous pieces to explain more what I mean by those concepts. Now, it may be hard to fix things like this, seeing an AI behave deceptively, by just continuing trial and error-based training, perhaps because we worry that AI systems could be manipulating their own digital brains, and I'll get to that in a minute. But we'd at least be able to get early warnings of potential problems, or early evidence that we don't have a problem, and adjust our level of caution appropriately. Another possibility is advanced mind reading. We're able to understand an AI system's thought process in detail, what observations and patterns are the main reasons it's behaving as it is. We're able to understand how any worrying aspects of this thought process, such as unintended aims, came about. And we're able to make lots of small adjustments until we can verify that an AI system is free of unintended aims or deception. Another even stronger possibility is mind writing, which would mean we're able to alter a digital brain directly, like neurosurgery, rather than just via the trial and error process that I've previously used to characterize AI development. One potential failure mode for digital neuroscience in general is if AI systems end up able to manipulate their own digital brains. This could lead to digital neuroscience to have the same problem as other AI safety research. If we're shutting down or negatively reinforcing AI systems that appear to have unsafe aims based on our mind reading, we might end up selecting for AI systems whose digital brains only appear safe. This could be a real issue, especially if AI systems end up with far beyond human capabilities, more below. But naively, an AI system manipulating its own digital brain to appear safe seems quite a bit harder than simply behaving deceptively. I should note that I'm lumping in much of the hard-to-explain research on the eliciting latent knowledge agenda under this category of digital neuroscience. The ELK agenda is largely about thinking through what kinds of digital brain patterns might be associated with honesty versus deception and trying to find some impossible-to-fake sign of honesty we can look for in an AI. Now, how likely is this category is digital neuroscience to work? I think it's very up in the air right now. I'd say digital neuroscience is a young field tackling a problem that may or may not prove tractable. If we have several decades before transformative AI, then I'd expect to at least succeed at basic mind reading, whereas if we have less than a decade, I think that's around 50-50. I think it's less likely that we'll succeed at some of the more ambitious goals that I listed above, but definitely possible. Next section, limited AI. I previously discussed why AI systems could end up with aims, in the sense that they make calculations, choices, and plans selected to reach a particular sort of state of the world. For example, chess-playing AIs aim for checkmate game states. A recommendation algorithm might aim for high customer engagement or satisfaction. I then argued that AI systems would do whatever it takes to get what they're aiming at, even when this means deceiving and disempowering humans. But AI systems won't necessarily have the sorts of aims that risk trouble. Consider two different tasks you might train an AI to do via trial and error, which means rewarding success of the task. Task one would be write whatever code a particular human would write if they were in your situation. Task two is write whatever code accomplishes a goal, including coming up with things much better than a human could. 
The second of these tasks seems like a recipe for having the sort of ambitious aim I've claimed is dangerous. It's an open-ended invitation to do whatever leads to good performance on the goal. By contrast, the first task is about imitating a particular human. It leaves a lot less scope for creative, unpredictable behavior and for having ambitious goals that lead to conflict with humans. For more on this distinction, see my discussion of process-based optimization, uh, which I link to. It's not on cold takes, though I'm not thrilled with this discussion. Hope to write something better about that topic later. Now, my guess is that in a competitive world, people will be able to get more done faster with something like the second approach, the dangerous one, where you say you're training an AI to accomplish some goal however it can. But maybe the first safer approach will work better at first, and or AI developers will deliberately stick with the first approach as much as they can for safety reasons. And maybe that will be enough to build AI systems that can themselves do huge amounts of AI alignment research applicable to future less limited systems or enough to build AI systems that can do other useful things, such as creating convincing demonstrations of the risk, patching security holes that dangerous AI systems would otherwise exploit, and more. More on how safe AIs can protect against dangerous AIs is in a future piece. Now, a risk that would remain under these limited AI systems is that AI systems might also be able to do huge amounts of research on making AIs bigger and more capable. So simply having AI systems that can do alignment research is not good enough by itself. We would need to then hope that the leading AI developers prioritize safety research rather than racing ahead with building more powerful systems, up until the point where they can make the more powerful systems safe. There are a number of other ways in which we might limit AI systems to make them safe, beyond the one that the example I gave. One can imagine AI systems that are, first, short-sighted or myopic. They might have aims that only apply to their short-run future. So an AI system might be aiming to gain more power, but only over the next few hours. Such an AI system wouldn't exhibit some of the behaviors I worry most about, such as deceptively behaving in safe-seeming ways in hopes of getting more power later. AI systems could also be narrow. They might only have a particular set of capabilities so that they can help with AI alignment research, but don't understand human psychology or can't deceive and manipulate humans. They could also be unambitious in the sense that even if AI systems develop unintended aims, these might be aims they satisfy fairly easily, causing some strange behavior, but not aiming to defeat all of humanity. A further source of hope. Even if such limited systems aren't very powerful on their own, we might be able to amplify them by setting up combinations of AIs that work together on difficult tasks. For example, one slow but deep AI might do lots of analysis on every action it takes. For example, when it writes a line of code, it might consider hundreds of possibilities for that single line. Another fast and shallow AI might be trained to quickly, efficiently imitate the sorts of actions the slow but deep one takes, writing the sorts of lines of code it produces after considering hundreds of possibilities. Further AIs might be trained to summarize the analysis of other AIs, assign different parts of tasks to different AIs, etc. The result could be something like a big team of AIs with different roles, such that a large number of limited AIs ends up able to do quite a lot. I'd guess that in a competitive world, AI systems that are not limited will, at least eventually, be more powerful, versatile, and ultimately useful. But limited AIs might get us pretty far. Now, how likely is this general category of safety work to go well? I'd guess that we'll eventually be able to build very powerful AIs whose limits make them relatively safe. However, I'd also guess that AIs without such limits will eventually be even more powerful. So I think a lot of how things go will come down to how cautious we are. Will we stick with limited AIs until the point at which we can make more powerful AIs safe? 
And I think it's very hard to predict how much caution the world will have. It partly depends on how well understood the issues discussed in this series become over time. Next section, AI checks and balances. And I have a little uh, a meme image that I'll summarize. It's one guy saying, just use AI to automate AI safety work. The next person says, the whole problem is we don't trust the AIs. Response, then use lots of them with lots of variations and make it hard to coordinate. Response to that, they might coordinate anyway and or we might not be able to referee their disagreements effectively. And the response to that, totally fair, this method might or might not end up working out. The future is uncertain. Thanks, this was a helpful discussion. And that's the American Chopper meme, uh, for those of you who are meme experts. Now, back to the text. Central to my worries is the idea that AIs could be good at deceiving humans, proficiently choosing courses of action that humans don't fully understand and don't catch the problems with. This is important both for how AIs could develop unintended dangerous aims in the first place and how they could execute on these aims by defeating humanity. We could potentially mitigate this issue by using AIs to supervise and critique each other. Here's a simple example. Say we're worried that AI systems might find computer security vulnerabilities and use them opportunistically to gain power and resources. We could train some AI systems to specifically seek out, expose, and patch computer security vulnerabilities. In a footnote, I explain why we might expect so specialized systems to patch most vulnerabilities they find rather than exploiting the vulnerabilities as often as less specialized systems would. Now, this would be a basic example of using some AIs to identify potential problems other ones could cause. Some AIs are just looking for vulnerabilities, other AIs are trying to do something else useful and hopefully not able to find the vulnerabilities because they were already found by the first ones. Now, a nice property here is there might be some vulnerabilities that are much easier for AI systems to notice than humans. These are probably the ones we should be most worried about and the ones most likely to be found by these specialized AIs looking for the security vulnerabilities. Now, analogously, we could train AI systems to do things like producing critiques of each other's proposed plans, explanations of how these plans could lead to unintended behavior. We could train AIs to help out with the digital neuroscience goal above. They could analyze each other's digital brains and produce compelling to humans discussions of whether there's evidence there about whether the AI systems have unintended dangerous aims. AI systems could conduct randomized audits of each other's behavior. They could look for any way in which another AI system's behavior might be deceptive or otherwise unintended. Importantly, auditor AIs would have different incentives compared to the AIs they're auditing. That is, they get reinforcement for different behaviors. The audited AI system might be searching for any answer to a question that humans rate highly, whereas the auditor might be specifically searching for compelling arguments that an otherwise highly rated answer is actually misleading. I previously argued that these sorts of audits have limitations. They could end up unwittingly training the audited AI systems to become effective at deceiving human auditors. But in this case, deceiving auditors might be more like deceiving copies of themselves. That might be harder to learn. Now there's lots of potential wrinkles here, and I discuss them in a more detailed non-cold takes piece. In brief, here are some of the wrinkles. AI checks and balances might fail if different AI systems end up coordinating with each other against us. For example, it might end up being the case that even auditor AI systems are best able to accomplish their ambitious, unintended aims by refraining from warning humans about the most important problems they find with other AIs. We might try to make this less likely by creating ensembles of AI systems that check and balance each other while being different enough from each other to make coordination difficult. For example, some AI systems might be limited in the sense I talked about before, and that could make them less dangerous while also less capable. 
Then, in order to pull off deception successfully, more powerful systems would have to deceive not just humans, but a whole variety of other, less capable, but in different ways, AI systems. And some of those could be amplified, as discussed above. So the coordination gets harder because the, the AI systems trying to do the deception have to deceive both the other powerful AI systems and the other limited AI systems that are very unlikely to be able to coordinate. Now, another way AI checks and balances could fail is that when one AI system critiques another, the resulting debate could quickly become too hard for humans to referee effectively. For example, if we imagine that an eight-year-old has asked adult A to look for signs that adult B is deceiving them, you can imagine that adult A is gonna argue that this is happening and adult B is gonna argue that it's not. Can the eight-year-old figure out what the truth is? It seems genuinely uncertain and dependent on a lot of the details of the argument. There's already some research on using AIs to critique each other. A recent example is a paper that I linked to from June, which actually does show that an AI trained to critique its own answers can surface helpful critiques that help humans rate its answers more accurately. Next mini section, other possibilities. I discussed possible hopes in more detail in an alignment forum piece, not Coltakes. It's linked to here. And I think there is significant scope for unknown unknowns. Researchers working on AI safety might come up with approaches that nobody has thought of yet. Now here's a high level fear. Things might get too weird too fast. Rather than end on a positive note, I want to talk about a general dynamic that feels like it could make the situation very difficult, make it hard for any of the above hopes to work out. To quote from my previous piece, maybe at some point AI systems will be able to do things like coordinate with each other incredibly well, such that it's hopeless to use one AI to help supervise another. Perfectly understand human thinking and behavior and know exactly what words to say to make us do what they want. So just letting an AI send emails or write Tumblr posts gives it vast power over the world or manipulate their own digital brains so that our attempts to read their minds backfire and mislead us, or reason about the world in completely different ways from humans, with concepts like global that are incredibly useful ways of thinking about the world, but that humans couldn't understand with centuries of effort. If that happens, whatever methods we've developed for making human-like AI systems safe, honest, and restricted could fail, and silently, as such AI systems could go from being honest and helpful to appearing honest and helpful while setting up opportunities to defeat humanity. Now, I'm not wedded to any of the details above, but I think the general dynamic in which AI systems get extremely powerful, strange, and hard to deal with very quickly could happen for a few different reasons. One, the nature of AI development might just be such that we very quickly go from having very weak AI systems to having super intelligent ones. How likely this is has been debated a lot, I link in a footnote. Also, even if AI improves relatively slowly, we might initially have a lot of success with things like AI checks and balances, but we might continually make more and more capable AI systems, such that they eventually become extraordinarily capable and very alien to us, and at that point, previously effective methods could break down. The most likely reason, in my view, that things could move too fast is that we, humanity, choose to move too fast. It's easy to envision a world in which everyone is in a furious race to develop more powerful AI systems than everyone else, focused on competition rather than caution. And everything accelerates dramatically once we're able to use AI systems to automate scientific and technological advancement. Final section, entitled, So, is AI going to defeat humanity, or is everything going to be fine? I don't know. There are a number of ways we might be fine, and a number of ways we might not be. I could easily see this century ending in humans defeated, or in a glorious utopia. You could maybe even think of it as the most important century. So far, I've mostly just talked about the technical challenges of AI alignment, why AI systems might end up misaligned, and how we might design them to avoid that outcome. In future pieces, I'll go into a bit more depth on some of the political and strategic challenges, 
like what AI companies and governments might do to reduce the risk of a furious race to deploy dangerous AI systems. And I'll work my way toward the question, what can we do today to improve the odds that things go well?